I'm a pioneer. I'm an explorer. I'm a human, and I'm coming. I'm animated. I'm alive. My heart's big. It's got hot blood going through it fast. I like to fight, too. I like to eat. I like to have children. I'm here. I got a life force. This is a human. This TC and Jake. Jake, thank you, thank you for welcoming me into your home. Uh, small request, if I could. Do you have any topical balms? <laughs> creams? Get you some aquifer for when you get a tattoo. My, uh... My injection site's just a little hot right now. I love it. I have a lot of questions. Uh Uh-huh. Considering you were among the first people I contacted when I found out there was an opening (laughs) for a different location, (laughs) and we both got booked for next Tuesday, and then, you know, two weeks after that. You're looking at the tip of the iceberg and being like, boy, that tip is huge. Brother, I've made worse decisions than that. Yeah, I'm I'm sure you have, but... (laughs) I know that at least I was not at the same level of people to notify that there were open vaccination uh, appointments for you as you were for me. I I knew this was coming and it's fair (laughs) and I'm sorry, but like I didn't really like ultimately I did decide to go with all the tips that came into me in like a space of an hour and but I so you know. I guess my actions might dictate different, but I did not view that as a pure blessing. I was kind of pining for the bliss when my path was clear, Yeah, and I didn't want to take that from you. You can choose to believe this or not. <laughs> I, my lawyers understand that it doesn't look, it's not an open and shut case. Yeah. But, uh, you know, I was like, I don't even know if I want to act on this. Do I need to like go around telling him, like, I don't know. Um, I think that you live closer to Decatur than I do. I mean, I know where Decatur is and where you live, so I know that you live closer to Decatur than I do. Boy, that changed have, the calculus the, some. Huh? We've entered the um, the justification phase also, of, of the no, crime. Here's, <laughs> the here's, here's something the judge really needs to consider. <laughs> oh. Uh, what you're scheduled for is the Pfizer vaccine. Oh, okay. What you're I more got, of a Moderna guy. What I got was the Moderna. The DC Marvel thing. <laughs> the difference between the two of them is that my second shot, I didn't realize this till like I'd actually done everything, will come a day after your second shot because of the different recharge times in the two vaccines. Got it. So I did not rob you of a single day. But I'm sure. Of post-second shot. Had you found out otherwise. And your second shot was going to be even the day before mine that you would have backed away from pursuing this plan. I, no, I would have told you. I don't but, care. I really don't. I know. I know. I really don't. I was no. pretty stunned today whenever I first heard. <laughs> like, that motherfucker's doing what? That was, uh, <laughs> and I was rereading the text. I talked to him yesterday. Rereading the text where we're both very emotional. Like, damn, dude, thanks so much for the yeah. heads up. Yeah, we're going to yeah. get back out there. We can go on vacations oh, again. God, stuff, I which, by the way, what's up with here? rage? Uh, the, I got an email the other day saying that the tickets we were trying to sell sold. So, so I owe you for a ticket, though. Because uh, I don't think I ever paid you, and I certainly have not rebooked a flight. I think that it might be. We, we'll have to figure <laughs> There's that out. a lot to sort here. <laughs> we'll deal with that. But it is happening this summer. That's what they're saying. Yeah, yeah, and, and I would think that the chances of that have only increased. Yeah, no, yeah. They, they rescheduled it for exactly a year after, which moves it from a Friday to a Saturday, but I kind of like that better. It gives us an entire Friday to party in Chicago. Sure. And then Saturday, you can just leisurely stroll up to Alpine Valley, Wisconsin. I'm looking at See, it. See, run the jewels and rage against the machine. Okay, well, we'll sort this out. I definitely know, and just I... Just really kind of <clears throat> drive home that Biden message. <laughs> yeah. Boy, whenever remember when we thought like, boy, it's going down in an election year, and Bernie's so hot right now, <clears throat> like we can just ride this energy. I do remember all that. Um, that's an interesting thing. I do want to get back to the vaccine, though. Please, I have more. Um, yeah, I'm sure. Uh, there's got to be so many people that are scrambling through their emails and credit cards to be like, what did I buy that I didn't use? Because I'm positive that I paid for yeah. at least one flight. I don't know if I paid for this one or not, but I know that I mean, I'm, like maybe I'm, either this one or Tahoe I paid for. 
Both of those, I'm on top of it. I, I called the airline, or not called, at the time, like, they were like, don't call us ever. Yeah. Because this was every single person in the entire world was uh, canceling flights. But they had a very clear process of, like, go here. We will send you an email. That email will include a code. And next time you want to book a flight, call us and use that code. Okay. So I have, I don't know, $500. I mean, that's probably the total of the Chicago ticket and the Tahoe ticket that are, uh, you know, I have codes in my I, do you use the uh the the flags in your mail app i'll bet you do right um you're talking about just like for example the little yellow thing yeah just saying the stuff that's important yeah but i'm not great about it i mean just the stuff with function. like a code that i know i'm going to need later yeah. i'll make sure that that ends up in the the flagged portion yeah and it is flagged okay so this is july 10th and 11th and you're saying we bought the 11th I need to get on this. Sounds, no, no, no. We're, um... It, yeah, whatever. Or you're right. You're right. You're right. We'll work it out. <clears throat> Anyways, I'm positive I'm going to need to figure this out. I believe in you. <laughs> this is a problem you can handle, <laughs> as Cory Booker once said. It is a problem we can handle. All right, so, um, how far did you drive? So, the where this story starts is me, dude... Sitting in Chipotle for like a half an hour, and then like at the end of the half hour of me being like, they said my order was going to be ready a half hour ago, lady just walking out and being like, did no one tell you we don't have rice? Yeah. So while I'm sitting there doing that. I've had a few of those experiences One of the worst recently. things ever happened to anyone. Yep. Um, I'm just, you know, doing what you do, reading Twitter. Mm-hmm. And I see that Clay Jenkins posts a photo where he's like, lines are open, looking low. At the Fair Park vaccine site. Yep. So I know that I've got to go back to like do some stuff that I can't get out of. Like I've got you know a, a, a schedule here that can't be uh, shaken just because Clay Jenkins tweeted once. But uh, my unemployed wife, on the other hand, can just do anything. And she actually happened to be recording an episode of the award-winning podcast, Did You Like It, with, uh, with Josh at the time that this was occurring. So I, I just sent them the tweet was like what do you think and so they got in the car uh like you know after the recording and just drove to fair park kind of got in line and like got up to the front of the line and we're like clay said clay sent us (laughs) (laughs) i'm here at the behest of the county commissioner's court yeah and uh you know they're trying to explain the whole thing and the lady's like i know what clay said like you know like she this is not the first time right. someone had told her in the last 5 minutes yeah. but i thought the the tweet said cuz the tweet was ambiguous right mm-hmm. like it it seemed to imply hey come get Open it season. But, you know i i don't know uh but so, you know, they encountered like five people and four of them were like jesus christ get out of here and the fifth one was like okay just go ahead and get in line with and no paperwork or appointment or anything. They, like, got him a thing right there. I, I don't even know we're supposed to be, like, saying this because the the city has been very, like, or the county has been exceptionally clear that, like, uh, this option does not exist. And so stop asking about it. But, like, you know, they sat there and watched them do it. So Yeah. And um, I've, I've seen this before, too. It's kind of a norm move where Josh starts acting blinder. <laughs> yeah. Just like stumbling Hits his head stuff. on the dot dashboard somehow. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, he compared it to the uh, the Trump rally. Okay. That, uh, that he and I got into by him just acting more blind when needed. And, but with less mushrooms. <laughs> yeah. Um, and so they, uh, they, they, they got it. And, uh, Nikki, Josh's wife, uh, <clears throat> happened to be like at, like helping out with administration of it at a, another site earlier. And like at the end they had an extra one. The doctor was like, you got to get this and like, you know, vaccinated her. So I'm sitting at the neighborhood get together of, you know, our, our two couples having a great time as the only fucking you know inf- potentially infected among them well, like what a horrible terrible. spot you were in for sure <laughs> that, yeah uh, whatever <clears throat> uh i've i've asked for these shots so i'm not going to like <laughs> deny your ability to make them uh but it's not fun i don't recommend it 
you know, whenever like the people that the unit that you normally do things with where they're all like planning their fucking trip to Cabo. And I'm just like, well, I guess I'll make sure the dogs and cats are good while you guys are gone. Have fun. But that feeling lasted roughly an hour. <laughs> no, I had to live with that for a couple days. Um, and, uh, you know, so that then started like trying to get serious about figuring this out. So uh, Monday morning, like woke up and first thing uh, did battle with the UT Southwestern website, which was considerably difficult but like came out at the end with them being like we will send you a code in a couple days and you can schedule an appointment it actually came into my email while i was driving over here so then i'm like all right i got it and then uh the next day you text me and are like hey cvs has openings in decatur and i'm like yeah i got this ut southwestern thing that seems good i don't know i don't want to be the greedy vaccine grabber but boy, this is a sure thing, and I can't let it slip through my hands, and I would definitely drive to Decatur for it, so got to do this. Okay, okay, I'm going to do it. What, and what a gift for my friend mm-hmm. to let me know. Absolutely, yeah. <laughs> um, and then, like, <clears throat> about 15 minutes after that, and so they their next availability was a week from then, so it's like, all right, I only got to wait a week. And then, uh, then George texts me, he's like, yo, Burleson, free for all, got to run on the vaccine banks. They're just open tomorrow. And I'm like, you know like i i'm applying the same logic i used for the ut southwestern thing but like how many times do i want to apply this like if someone else texts in 10 minutes to be like hey uh next hour if you drive you like, were basically you in your waiting car right for now if if by the end of the day 12 texts later they would do it in your living room <laughs> yeah yeah as you had vaccines falling out of your pocket <laughs> that's briefly how it felt <laughs> Um, I you know I don't know I I'm not here defending my choices because I don't feel good about them like uh, you know it was, it was a lot happening uh, my animal brain was taking over I felt panicked I didn't know how to sort through the decisions and so I just you know booked the thing and I don't know I don't well, know the fun part about it is that that means that for all but 15 minutes since I texted you which was probably yesterday at about nine. Mm-hmm. So we're looking at what, roughly uh, 31 hours. <laughs> so for all but 15 minutes of that 31 <laughs> hours, the sentiment that I looked back at a couple times thinking like, damn, this is awesome. Like it is. I got him hooked up. We're good to go. So during the times I was looking at that, even this morning, whenever I was trying to make sure I didn't miss on when we were going to record, I looked back at that and I had a warm <laughs> feeling on the other end of God, that, God. that had already been invalidated <laughs> roughly no, the, one the 120th. Hey, this asshole got a vaccine. Today? Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Don't do this. Why is he an asshole? I'm not. I mean, we're also getting vaccines. Yeah, but I told him about it and he got signed up and then he 15 minutes later rushed to a different site. Will you focus on the task at hand? <laughs> Anyways, did it hurt? No. Good. Um, I've seen a couple people with purple arm. Yeah, no, Megan about that was a little bit, but, loudly complaining. Yeah. Um, throughout, and I'm like, yeah. <laughs> if, if, just like uh, imagine the salt you're giving and multiply it by several. Um, but yeah, you know, I, I don't know. Like, it does not change the sentiment. It was it was a wonderful thing that you did, but like. Uh, would you have sent it to me if you knew that I already had another thing set up or would you just be like, well, he's got a good thing going. Uh, yeah, probably the latter. Yeah. Probably the latter. Unless that thing would have been like, if I could have helped you by one day, like if I knew, Ooh, he's I would have delayed it by one day if I passed on this tip, <laughs> I'm going to get my second one on March 31st. You're getting yours on March 30th. That's literally the only thing giving me solace right now. But it's, it it's is a giving big me thing. solace, but it is, it's the only thing buoying me. More than anything, like Dan and I have been talking about this a lot, just in breaks and stuff, like, what an absolute shit show. (laughs) Like, this is how our country handles, like, it's literally like a shoe drop. Yeah. Or like a fucking digital card where you're like, bro, pack drop, it five minutes, log exactly in now. It exactly like trying to get a PlayStation 5. Yeah. Having tried to do both things recently. You like would, Maybe I you have to drive to Oklahoma. Can't distinguish. Exactly. Uh, but yeah, no, I uh, like it, it had a strong contagion vibe and just like felt so right that 
the thing to get me through this, uh, you know, long national nightmare was I got to get in my car, drive to Burleson, go into like uh, the Burleson, like old middle school uh, gymnasium. Like, the, it, it, and I'm like, that I, does. I've never seen Contagion, but that's how I imagine it. Yeah, <laughs> just it, it, this ends in a Burleson gymnasium is yeah. something that feels right to me. And just, I, I don't know, it was all like just everyone there was like definitely from Burleson. And it just, it just had a, I don't know. I've, I haven't been out there in a little bit. And I'm sure we have people who listened, at least a few who live in that area, but it is pretty beaten. Because I, I had grandparents who lived out there. Um, <laughs> well, actually, they were my great grandparents. And I just didn't like going out there. For no other reason, I mean, their house was cool and everything, but it just everything just felt dry and old, and I always <laughs> smelled kind of. There's just something about it. Yeah, there was uh, a Mexican restaurant down there that might have been an Alvarado. I would agree with too. everything you said, except for I would not frame it negatively. Yeah, sure. <laughs> like, I, I, it was a it was a fun slice of life for me, dude. I've seen this and and I kind of reacted uh, like with a scoff, but. I think the more I've thought about it, I do kind of get it. And I guess I want to wait till I'm through this to see. But I think a lot of people are like crying when they get it. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. No one, no one did for me. Uh, my favorite part was uh, the guy giving it to me overheard, like as he was putting in my arms, someone say the words Poncho's Mexican buffet. And he turned around and was like, I haven't thought about Poncho's in forever. Actually came up on the air just the other day. I mean, it was a day that ended in Y, wasn't it? Yeah, I think it's because <laughs> we were... tend to talk about ponchos a lot. Yeah, it might have been wind horse related because he's just been. Do you guys know they have the thing with the flag? I did. Did you mention the flag when it yeah, came up? It, you know, and I did not get to mention that that what was magical about ponchos was not just that it was a buffet, but pretty much like the the quickest play to you're going to have a pretty good time no matter what else is going on as a kid was the ability to control your own sprinkle and uh your own sprinkle and syrup mm-hmm. um application yeah so that was like you know look i don't care where we're going if it ends with me being able to just have a fucking boat of chocolate chocolate syrup and sprinkles on my soft serve then we're good money and i don't know if that's as popular anymore or not that was really the only place I guess I remember that we did. No, you know what? Like Ryan's had that. Never went to Ryan's. Ryan's and um, Golden Corral. They're different though. They are different because Ryan's was a buffet. Golden Corral is also a buffet. What am I thinking? Oh, I'm thinking of Cracker Barrel. That is different. Which I definitely confused a lot uh, as a kid. Golden Corral and Cracker Barrel. Yeah, I don't. I mean, I just I, to this day I don't believe there's a ton of Cracker Barrels in the. Plano Richardson area. It was a that was a heater for us. Might be one. They had good biscuits. Yeah, there was a Golden Corral near us. That so, uh, I, I I would love to get the up. breakdown of this. Maybe we could get a thirty for thirty on the whole uh, thing. But for a long time in the youngest childhood, we would go to CC's every Sunday. Mm-hmm. And at some point, they were like, "This isn't good for us." But I think that their response was to just go to Golden Corral instead. Yeah, health play. It was it was was a shorter amount of time. Like the CCs was years and years. I felt like it was six months where we were going to Golden Corral every Sunday. But I can't remember if I told you that I went a couple months months ago to Golden Corral to CCs to CCs with my brother and Blake. That's a great idea. Why did you want the coronavirus? No, it has nothing to do with that. It was just that we had talked about it on the air, and then filing for bankruptcy, and then we had the guy who's uh-huh. like the president of CC's on, and yeah. I was just really riding a CC's high, yeah. and they were playing golf right by one, and I was like, let's just go, and it was delightful, dude. Absolutely delightful. I didn't push myself as far as I, because like that's- You're doing a lot of dining? Um, no, that was actually probably the first one I had done. You broke it just for in- CC's. <laughs> inside. Um. Yeah, I guess I'm trying to think. Wife and I might have done it once or twice. It's pretty much been the outside move. Mm-hmm. But the thing about I mean, CC's, I can't wait. Oh my god! The thing about CC's is I hope Breadwinners has a table open within one day. I'm ready to brunch? I'm like, I should have eaten more. <laughs> yeah. It's not right afterward, but within a day, I'm like, dude, I could have easily taken down another three quarters. Yeah, I've of just a pie. Uh, I've never said that at a CC's in my life. I I say it every time. 
No, uh, every single you know, time. I've got very fond memories of a couple of years ago when me and Josh mm. went in on a bowl, called the Uber, said take us to CC's. <laughs> went in on a bowl. Hell yeah, dude. <laughs> so Kings of Leon is releasing an album as an NFT. Do we have to get Daigle on again to explain what the, what the hell's happening here? I don't want to do that. I mean, not nothing against him. I, we can talk to him, but I don't. You know, I don't need to talk about Kings of Leon any further. But what about non fungible tokens? They could release an album on my ass, and I wouldn't care. <laughs> what if it came with a vaccine, though? I do like the vaccine. You are a big vaccine guy. Pro vaccine. <laughs> yeah. Is there any more I can get? Yeah, I know, right? Like, why not just line it up? Just just start gobbling them up. It, it does feel good. No, I, on the podcast with Philip, I, uh, he, he had on some doctors that were his neighbors, and I asked them. They had, got, they had already gotten the vaccine at this time. I hadn't. I asked them if, uh, if it felt like heroin going in, which uh, I just feel like they ought to have considered that as a feature. Like that, yeah, it just for sure. Felt, like, that's, that's, that's what it's built up as, right? Yeah, yeah, and I, but they would have to have like a, a den for you to like nod off for a few hours. It's not like no one's done heroin in the old uh, old Kerr Middle School High School gym in, or Fair uh, Park. Yeah, yeah, or Fair Park. That's very true. Um, I like to play this game now. We did this for a couple a couple of months on the podcast where you just kind of look at what's trending mm-hmm. uh, on the internet. <clears throat> I mean, so, I have actual topics yeah, yeah. ready if you but, need them. Oh, here's Tim Allen. Uh huh. Did like, this get is basically busted just with called the cocaine sales again. No, this is basically just a longer, long form version of Easter baskets. You see the one you have pulled up right there? I don't want that one. Don't want that one. Yeah, no. Like, oh, really? Um, a royal bullied servants. What's the point of being a royal? That's the I'm, whole thing. It's just like we talk about with uh, like being a politician. People are like mad that Trump was hooking up his his homies. I'm like, that's the only reason you do it. Certainly, the reason skids. He did, you know, Joe ran to make it a better country <laughs> I'm, by totally abandoning any attempt to raise the minimum wage or to uh, relieve college debt or to stop bombing other countries. A better country. Yeah. A better country with nothing different about it. <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm quite enjoying your uh, condescending optimism for the Biden administration <laughs> these days. Yeah, and I, I really I, I I'm fine saying it here. It felt like the sort of thing if I retweeted people, I would just have to deal with the headache. But the um, I need a COVID relief bill, or I think it might have said I need the vaccine. And it was just the Pawn Stars guy saying, the best I can do is bomb a third world country. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, it was, it was beautiful. Is very memeable. <laughs> Absolutely. No, it, it, it captures my feeling uh, more accurately than anything I've seen. Tim Allen, Michael Moore, Keith Olbermann. I remain dismayed by Keith Olbermann's continued employment in mainstream media. Like, I don't know. He's probably, like, on a contract basis now. I mean, I made the decision to be done. <clears throat> with him? Yeah. Yeah. But... And it's fine with me. But it is kind of, like, shocking to me that he'll still get, like, a prime sports center, like, uh, almost like a Meredith gig for a week. I'm like, this guy's been suggesting that we kill his opposition uh, uh, politicians, not... All that uh, vaguely <laughs> for a long time. And uh, Jamel Hill was just like, I think the president has some racist views and she just got fired. It's just like Keith Olbermann goes way out there. It's a privilege, dude. You know, I'm, I know that's what it is. And I know we've talked about this before, but when he's like, well, maybe just let everybody in Texas die, you know, 50.9% of them voted for Ted Cruz and 55% voted for Greg Abbott. So they must all just have the worst of the views it's a good thing you have a podcast so you can make sure everyone gets out and hears about keith oberman takes this is not what we're here for dude we don't want to talk about keith oberman he needs to watch his mouth when coming for texas that is true i do like texas yeah i do like texas that's something i would like to i mean it's just gonna be hard we'll see 
I really, you know, I mean, just the, the, in 2020, all the vacations I took were within the state. Um, and that was dope. Yeah, but I'm ready to, <clears throat> this thing's going to shake out nicely for us. Cause I really want to take that little Mexico trip that we basically are taking because we already paid for it. That's yeah. how annoying it is the way my neighbors approach their dog ownership as we're staring out my window here. <laughs> uh, I see that the dog has been just kind of off the leash for a bit here. All day. Yeah. She'll run out. Uh, I think it's a she. She'll run out into the street, run, a, to, run to, to your front door. And if see, you don't, that's, that's its own form of racism to automatically assume that a poodle is a female. Well, I know its name. Go ahead. Um, Coco, which I guess could be male or female. <laughs> What? Nothing. What just happened? It was a cocaine joke. Oh, okay. All. Got it. All it's right. It's pretty straightforward. I'm not like uh you should have done like a type thing. <laughs> okay. A little nummy and I would have uh I would have gotten it. Yeah. All right, well let's get away from key from KO then. <laughs> um Nah, you know, I, I don't know. Do, do, you, do you have other topics? Do you want to dive into the Michael Moore thing? I actually did kind of want to talk about the uh, Meghan Markle thing just because it's funny. But, oh, the thing that we but explicitly I, it, said we didn't. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> but then I, I, I talked you out of it. Um, no, I just, I at least in my personal sphere, there was a couple different things that came up that uh, seemed in my mind to fit thematically as... People talking about the experiences of, uh, you know, joining, like attempting to craft a career in media as a young person. Oh, okay. I'd, I'm very excited to talk about this. We actually never got to do it on the air. Oh, really? Yeah, just Jalen Brunson called. That'll happen. <laughs> okay. We were like, all right, yeah, we're trying to get a Maverick on. And then we had the birthday show today. So, yeah, it's it's definitely something I'm interested in. Yeah, you know, I mean, I don't know. Uh, some of these are complex things, uh, and we, I, I in no way claim to like know exactly what it was like to be in these people's lives or anything like that. But um, we're closer to the general experience than most people. Like we did attempt in our twenties to craft media careers. Yeah, um, and so I, yeah, I guess. Probably the Slater one's easier to start with. The Reply All stuff, I don't know. I guess it depends on how we do it, but some of it's kind of heavy. Some of it's definitely heavy. Yeah, I mean, I read the New York Times article on the on the Reply All thing, and I guess they don't. They seem somewhat related because they're different approaches to um, how one deals with a power imbalance. <laughs> yeah, um, no, it is really kind of people on the opposite sides of you know Slater being like this is great. There is nothing wrong with it. And the other people being like, everything about this is no different from slavery. <laughs> There's a bit of a polemic for sure. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so Jane Slater, uh, Cowboys reporter for the NFL network used to work at CBS 11 here locally. Um, she, uh, she's actually on up head to head against Bob and Dan once upon a time with elf. Ooh, that is true. And what Ro an odd decision. Roy white was their producer. Uh, who yes, left why? the station. Uh, and I love Roy. And I remember thinking like, dude, that seems like it's going to be a tough show to, to figure out how it's going to work. But I mean, I figured they thought, well, she's TV and he's been on forever. We have the Cowboys, so why not? I don't remember how long they were on. It was whenever you got a two man show, a ideally you want two talented radio hosts. <laughs> I love elf. So I'm not working with zero is just quite a challenge. Okay. Um, but yeah, so she uh, she was, you know, uh, talking, I believe just tweeted out that, hey, here's a great opportunity and like doing good so far, right? Yeah. <laughs> just being like, hey, here's a great opportunity. And then uh, the opportunity was an unpaid internship. Um, and I think that some people were like, yo, unpaid internships are bullshit. And so then she, uh, the next day, got on her high horse to be like, I've been thinking about this. And all of you just don't hustle enough. Yep. Crying culture, baby. And, uh, you know, like, people could always hustle more. But I was, I was in, like, because she also uh, flexed her thing, right? Of, like, I was making $16,500 my first several years in the business. Like, that, you know, I wouldn't be able to get here without doing what I did. 
And like, you know, I, I, I can, like, I, I believe that I can come at this in a way that like, if she's being uh, logically rigorous, she would have to respect my arguments because I also, like, I was making less than that uh, during the time of the, you know, probably even the same fucking years, you know, uh, we're about the same age, I think. And, um, you know, I, I wouldn't, I would not have been able to do that. Uh, I would say the biggest thing was my parents bought me a car. Like when I was a sophomore in college and ready to uh, drive and everything, they outright purchased uh, a Ford Mustang. Um, it had a package, but not enough to get it to the eight cylinders. It was a six cylinder. So I don't want anyone thinking that I was too privileged. It didn't have uh, a camera in the front. You know, some cars have rear view cameras. Mm -hmm. You actually needed an extra set of eyes on the front for whenever. <laughs> <laughs> it's a funny story i don't know anybody else that it's happened to so i feel like it bears mentioning and you're past it i understand you're vaccinated <laughs> yeah no, you, it's all part of your journey no i i once drove my car off a loading dock i was going forward uh, <laughs> it's I just such didn't an insane intend to do that um if you've been there you could understand i'm sure i'm sure I mean, they tore it down. And I have to assume that the liability was large. Yeah. Large portion of that. Yep. Um, but yeah, so, uh, it, yeah, I, I would not have been able, like, if I had had to pay, <clears throat> like, either make a car payment or attempt to get there without a vehicle, um, it just would have been really fucking tough. And, like, actually, for several months, one of our coworkers did give it a go. And, like, I don't know, dude. Not a lot of people could have done it. And, like... It's just, it, I... Who did that? Uh, Mr. Phil. Oh, that's right. That? Yeah, that's right. Yeah, just like uh, he would usually get off work around the same time and would often be like, hey, I need to you know, get here. Because I think for a while he was staying in Denton without a car. It's also, you're not going to, when it comes to the specifics of that internship and really probably most of them, you are going to be running a decent amount of errands. And if you can't pull that yeah. off, then you're not going to be eligible for that. You know, whether you're going to picking up documents or picking up tacos, that's part of the part of the deal a lot of the time. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> yeah, I mean. But just whenever you have unpaid internships, the thing that she is failing to realize is that you are necessarily excluding certain people and that it, we would probably be better off if those people were included. Yeah, and I, I, I don't understand how that's a complicated concept. And I probably should have read this deal where she kind of – it's not really ever great if you have to post a screenshot of the notes app. I didn't get into all that. Like you've either become the main character of Twitter that day or you're entering the transfer portal. Because <laughs> Those yeah. are basically the, the two times. And in either case, yeah. something has just not gone the way that you thought it would. Yeah, no, Trevor Lawrence didn't enter the transfer portal. Um, no, yeah, she, uh, the fun, fun part of this story, like I, I've never personally interacted with Jane Slater. The people I know who have, uh, generally have a negative opinion of it. Oh, I didn't so, know that. <laughs> um, For real. I didn't, I mean, I've never met her either in person. So. Yeah. I mean, I remember several years back, uh, friends bitching about her and I checked in with them whenever she was Twitter's main character <laughs> and you know, they, they weren't sad to see it. Um, and, uh, you know, like, uh, the, the fun thing about hers was that someone dug up a quote to indicate that she was the heiress to the Wolf Brand Chili fortune. <laughs> Which, on its face, is awesome. Like, I would imagine if I could have free chili forever, there's few things that I would prefer at that price point to get for free. Like, you know, free chili or free cereal? Chili. I'd, I'd rather the free cereal. Free chili or that. free hot dogs? I don't really eat Wolf Brand Chili. I used to eat it a lot. A whole lot. That's a classic. I'm in the <clears throat> store. I'm really hungry. And I'm like, maybe I'm a chili guy. Yeah. And throw it in the basket. And either it sits there or like one day I'm really hungry. So I'm like, yeah, this is the time. And then take like one bite and be like, I'm, I'm not a chili guy. I used to uh, get down on it. And I think the biggest difference is why I'm not now is simply realizing that it's pretty easy to, and cost effective to just make it on your own. Because mm -hmm. we do still eat a lot of chili over here. But it's just we you dump all this stuff chili. in a yeah. instant potter in the crock yeah, pot and we're bet, done. I'll bet instant pot chili is pretty great. The turkey, yeah, fantastic. Um, I don't know. I don't understand how people don't realize the the lack 
the hole in this logic. And the other thing about it is, is that I don't know her that well, but I do, I, I don't know her at all, but I do follow If her. I post an unpaid internship <clears throat> and the bulk of the replies, and I don't know what her experience was, but if the bulk of the replies were like, you know, you're a racist for posting unpaid internships, I think I'd probably feel defensive about it. Uh, yeah. You know, I mean, like, if, if you have the ability to do an, un- like, it is certain, like, she, what she's saying to some extent, and I don't know if I'm giving her more credit than she deserves here, is that, like, if you want a job in media, like, you either you figure out how to do several unpaid internships or you don't have a job in media. And, like, it's not really, like, people like Jane Slater are really not helping, like, extremely not helping by, you know, parroting management's arguments for them. Um, and, you know, not objecting to the system once they do have, you know, I mean, it's not like she picks this stuff, but she has a voice. She, she knows the person who could make it. So it's a paid internship at her company, I'm sure. And she could have requested a meeting and asked about it if she wanted to, but it's not her decision. And, uh, you know, like, uh, it, it is true that right now, if you are not willing to do unpaid internships, you are not going to work in media. Yeah. And I, when I say willing, obviously based on what I said, Willing's not the right word. If you're there not are able. some there are some um, opportunities that you can get through. Like for example, I remember reading that like Donald Glover got hired by Tina Fey because NBC had a grant or some sort of program to where they the company had set aside money in their budget for minority writers, and she flat out said, "I only hired him because he was free, because they were going to pay for it." So that's not as common probably in sports, but that is something that you see a little bit more now of is that we will incentivize the hiring process by this money's not coming out of this part of the budget for your show. So that's one thing that's a slight improvement. The other thing is just, um, it's, it's, this is a, in some sense like the animating principle of our show a lot of times when we talk about these things, which is just how do you not realize that how do you not realize all the factors that resulted in you getting to where you were or how things are, which leads us towards um, being fans of policies that can shore that up, right? Whether it's <clears throat> the cost of college, whether it's debt relief, whether it's raising the minimum uh, wage, whether it's you know improving and equalizing educational opportunities based on to where if you live in a place that is beaten down, socioeconomic wise you don't go to school at a place where none of the bathrooms work like that's insane and i don't understand how anybody would be like well that just makes total sense to me for me um i did probably two years of unpaid internship i did probably what three or four years by the way we just had our anniversary you and i that's true 13 years is that correct i think so i don't think it is i have a little uh I have a little thing pulled up here. I think it was February 10th, 2009. Okay, so yeah, I'm a year off. But still, okay. we were uh, February 2009. Um, it's I, a podcast <clears throat> that's consistently struggled with adding with up dates, years. Yeah, I think that months. I was correct about the last one. Yeah, I mean, I to me, longer. once Ted Cruz is, once he's in the year of his running, then he's technically running, but I did not explain that properly at all, but it doesn't matter. Um, the point is I did a few years unpaid and then I did a few more years where what was available to me was roughly 10 hours a week at minimum wage, right? Yeah. The only way that I was able to advance was that I had a family business where they would employ me. Now, they weren't just paying me. I was working, and a lot of times I was working both in one day yeah. and then going to school at night, you know, and I definitely have changed my views on the importance of just beating the shit out of yourself mentally to try to get ahead because, I, I mean, I guess you could say it worked, but it's also cost me a lot, probably literal years of my life on the back end from I've never – really been able to settle into being able to sleep because I was just like, ah, fuck, like I just need to be working all the time. It's bad for your brain. And so to think that like that's one, good, because you did it, or two, not realize that even if everybody wanted to do that, they can't. Um, It all goes back to just because something was the way it was for you, to not be able to be reflective enough to say, 
but maybe it shouldn't be that way for everybody yeah, else. That's kind of the that's big always thing. been the craziest I, view to me. I can do exactly what she's doing of like the hey, this is how it was for me. Like I, I had her experience and yeah. you know, like pretty closely, you know, like no one lived whatever. Um, but, uh, you know, I look back on it and like, that was fucked. It was bad. Like a lot of, you know, talented people didn't get to come close to what I was doing because, you know, like, uh, just structural things, you know, like the way that they yeah. decided to make those internships. And it's my understanding that the ticket internships are paid now. They are, but they were for, you know, one semester and then the pandemic hit. So my best guess is that whenever we're back in studio, there's just no more interns because for something happened at the corporate level where they decided that we don't know if this is good, maybe not even legal. Yeah. <clears throat> and so my guess is that they won't get that time, the, the, that budget back whenever we go back up there, which sucks because they were super, super helpful for our show. Yeah. Dude, I know a number of kids. That. That, I mean, you know, that's pretty for sure. Essential. But I mean, I know a ton of kids who've come through the bad radio internship program who are not the ones you even know that work in at the ticket. They work all over. Yeah. And Bob said it on the air the other day. I definitely made a uh, a pretty concerted effort to try to mix up the uh, the makeup of our interns. Yeah. And that was not easy because most of the applicants were just white dudes. And you and I were probably never going to go hungry or have to sleep on the street if we didn't have a job. That was never really in the mix for me and yeah. you either. And I don't know. I just, it's weird to me that people don't stop and be reflective on that. And it's also weird because like I was going to say, I don't know her personally, but I do follow her on Twitter. So I know that I've seen her like tweeting a ton in the past year about whether it's, you know, racial inequality or uh, opportunities and opportunities in media. A lot of that times applies to women, not just to, uh, to racial minorities, but to not be able to put those things together, that's just kind of a lack of thoughtfulness that produces these sorts of takes. I mean, I, I think it's like a, there's a distinction she's missing that I think a lot of people miss, which is like, uh, you know, I've talked about this plenty of times on the show. The, the difference between like thoughts you should encourage yourself to think and thoughts and like understandings of the way things work. That's not an elegant way of... Uh, trying to sum up my point so let me talk about it more um like uh you just you don't like it it is good for someone to approach those internships as like i'm making an investment in my future like if you have the opportunity because people who like have all of the advantages that jane and i have uh that are like i don't want to like work an unpaid internship uh you know like they suck Right, like people who have the chance to do it, but uh, they're just kind of like waiting around to be handed a show. Unless it's like, just a principal thing. Someone like that sucks. Yeah. Okay. And so you know, like if if that is you, I would encourage you to like uh, you know change the way you approach things. Like things are and people have showed up to the bad radio internship like wondering you know like when are they going to put me on three to seven? Yes. Um, and like yeah, th those people blow. And so I, like that that is true, but it's just a different thing to like like those people should change their attitudes, but it's their life. And it's not really up to us to dictate that. And it's it's a different conversation than like this thing is structured in a way to exclude certain people. So like there's there's people that show up to those internships that need an attitude adjustment. And I think that she is somewhat, you know, speaking with them in mind. Um, but like it's just it's an entirely different thing. I don't know. I'm No, I know what you're saying. And it's uh it's it's this is this is just at the core of it is people's personal insecurities because i've also, i've often thought that's a big part of the resistance to more progressive um you know policy is that people are thinking uh, well i cert certainly cannot interface with the idea that i didn't do this 100% on my own that, yeah. that's an uncomfortable thing for me to think about so i'm just going to have to continue to tell myself that boy, the only reason this worked is because I made it happen, not, you know, the invisible hand that, that guided these things. You know, that 
I think that makes people uncomfortable, and that's unfortunate because I think it holds up a lot of a lot of progress. To be honest with you, yeah. No, and that 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 kind of segues nicely into the uh, the other you know careers and media thing that I wanted to talk about. And I don't know as much about the reply all one, so you'll have to fill me in on some of the details. So the, the the you know I'll just run through a quick recap of the story before getting to the the points I want to make. Um, so Reply All, popular podcast, certainly been mentioned on this podcast before. I uh, listened to a lot of the episodes, and um, they ran a series or started to run a series about the uh, Bon Appetit controversy. That you know Bon Appetit had a number of people who worked there, who said that they felt like the workplace was hostile to people who are not white. Um, and so Reply All ran this series, or started running it, and then uh, a former co-worker of the Reply All folks uh, had a long tweet thread that was like, all of the things that Reply All is uncovering that Bon Appetit did, they did just as much. And uh, in the second uh, episode of the test kitchen series that's what they call the the bon appetit Mm -hmm. expose thing uh at the end the person presenting it truthy says something to the effect of like like she acknowledges like doing all of this reporting has really made me look back at some things that i have done and like i have a lot of questions for myself that don't really make me you know look in a good light and she like the the guy who had the tweet thread indicated that I, I think that she wanted to like sit down and like interview him for the podcast, you know, to to be like, hey, let's kind of talk this out. And he was like, yeah, well, you shouldn't have done all that shit if you wanted to do that, you know. <laughs> like, I'm yeah. not fucking promoting your you podcast to, uh, <laughs> yeah, uh, I'm not mining the things that you did to me so that they can, you know, make a cool uh, work that you're proud of. Yeah. Um, which, you know, I hear that at the same time, I would love to hear that conversation. Um, but yeah, like that, uh, I think that in general, so reply all is the most successful podcast at Gimlet media. Uh, the people trying to do other podcasts at Gimlet media felt like their ideas were not taken as seriously if they were, you know, lower status people, um, if they were, you know, people of color. And I'm not saying those as synonyms. I'm just, you know, listing the kinds of people that uh, didn't feel like that they were, their ideas were being taken seriously. And so part of their attempt to alter that was to form a union so that there could be a, you know, formal collective bargaining for like this, you know, we want these types of things to be taken seriously because I think that that, uh, yeah, I don't know. I'm not involved in any of these union drives, so I probably don't have a super accurate view of them, but I do believe that a lot of the, you know, people I assume have seen that a lot of media workplaces have unionized and I'm sure that of course, some part of it is about getting paid more, but it's also a lot of being able to have a formalized process where you know the writers can be like this is what we want to write about you know or like this is this is how we want like we want our pitches to feel more respected that that kind of thing um and so whenever they were doing this union vote uh i think it was the uh, you know opinion of the reply all team that a disruption of their like any changes to the company could only be bad for them because things were going pretty great for them yeah. Right. Like th- this system is working awesome for me. So I am not going to be, you know, uh, doing a whole lot to try and change it. And I think that was a common uh, charge made at Simmons. Sure. Whenever sure. that all first went down, I was like, yeah, it's going great for you. And I understand how you would reasonably think that any changes to the way that this is working that would help others, there is some level of zero sum. Yeah. And, you know, there is and there isn't. I, I think that the ringer would probably make more money if it were more reflective of, you know, a wider degree of people's like, you know, uh, there's a lot of consumers in this world who aren't white and they want to buy stuff. And yeah, but all stuff. he knows is that the way that it's working now definitely is working well enough for him to you yeah. know, have yeah. whatever. You know, uh, gains require risks. Sure. You can understand how people don't like risks. Um, and so the 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 guy the the specific allegation the time where he was most clear about like this is something that happened was that during the union push he was being very vocal the union was a good idea 
um, you know, and like was was just talking about it a lot. At some point, he was talking to uh, PJ Vote, one of the uh, hosts. Um, I think that they were on the phone or something like that, and at the same time, or I think they were talking in Slack, and at the same time, PJ was on the phone with Shruti, and Shruti was like, "Oh, you're talking to him. Tell him he's a fucking piece of shit." Like, you know, over the union stuff. Like, he needs to shut the fuck up about this, kind of being the the implication. And uh, PJ was also presented as, you know, being like uh, the same kind of thing. And I feel like if you've listened to the podcast a lot, PJ kind of comes off like a dick a lot of the times. And if you do that about the wrong thing, like... Alex is never clowning on PJ that I can recall. Like, never is too strong, but, like, it's pretty much one way, you know, of, like, you know, the, the kind of real big asshole moves, like making a friend feel bad that they got vaccinated, that kind of stuff. <laughs> Those were the kind of things that PJ would do uh, that, that Alex wouldn't do. And so, Very you know, I, if you're applying, <laughs> if you're applying that to... Uh, uh, you know, something that's more sensitive than like him just kind of like making fun of his nervous tics, then, you know, it starts to look bad and like you're really bullying. So Shruti and PJ both left. I said this is going to be a quick recap. Um, and uh, but that that all became, you know, that that all drew the attention to the entire thing. And I was kind of like, well, OK, well, what's this podcast going on about? You know, like what 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 caused all this? And so I listened to the podcast and just had a lot of very complicated thoughts um, because there's parts of it that are extremely powerful and moving where I feel awful for the people involved and, you know, felt like a visceral, like, justice must be done kind of sense. And then there's other parts where it's like, kind of sounds like you're in a workplace, man. Like, what do you want us to do here? Um, you know, like, the, the in the first half hour they like get it like they they just talk about how people who are like the temps that just like are working in the kitchen like testing other people's recipes to like double check them and stuff like that are just treated rudely in general um i can't remember being like just terribly dismissive too many times whenever i was an intern but like you know the general thing oh yeah yeah um and, uh, you know, kind of going over that and then talking about, you know, how that if, if they did have an idea, it would kind of be like, huh, temp's talking again. Um, but that there was one temp that like they didn't treat this way. Uh, and it's Allison Roman. And so they were like kind of going over, you know, like it, they were like, you know, do I hate Allison Roman because of this? I don't know. It's complicated. And I'm like, what do you want to do? Like, she's been successful outside of Bon Appetit. Like, I don't know who that is. Uh, she became uh, like the focus. She was her day of being the main character on Twitter was whenever she attacked Chrissy Teigen and uh, Marie oh. Kondo for like selling too much stuff. Okay, but she's a big time. I'm, I feel confident that your wife has made you recipes that that Allison Roman, uh, you know, wrote. Uh, I remember the Chrissy Teigen thing. She's a big star in the uh, in the the food cooking world, and like that's just the cooking world. Okay, yeah, I, <laughs> I just work with I, Dan. I, I wanted work with Dan uh, now, so I'm, I'm I'm very attuned to pointing those types. Of I felt out. like I could get a quick comeback, and it just you're right. It is <laughs> it is just the cooking world. Um, but, uh, yeah, so, like, I don't know, dude. And I, I don't think that, like, her primary success was, like, from Bon Appetit. Like, she writes the New York Times and, like, has books and stuff. It's not like that culture, like, just, like, held her up and, uh, like, made sure that they, like, went out of the way for her to succeed. It's like, they just liked her because she was good. What do you want us to do? Um, That's just all very tough to tease out. Yeah, especially and- if people uh, of color feel like they're catching most of the negative part of it yeah and it's important to note that like these people are you know equally talented like they also had like left those experiences and have gone on on to to do amazing things like they they are also published in the new york times um you know and their recipes are uh are very dope um 
but it's just it, it, like you get it uh you know i'm i'm sure that uh like i no offense i really don't mean this one is like a, a sharp thing but like because you like in, in reality uh go out of your way to try to make every person like feel like they're involved and valued and treat like each person as a human but I was just like imagining, you know, like the this version of the the podcast where they're like, yeah, you know, working at the ticket, they just that that Jake, they just always loved giving them those opportunities, just shoveling them his way, like you know, it didn't matter if it was the hard yeah. line out or the musers out, somehow it was him and the fill in every time. No, I know what you mean, and I'm just like, and because of that, like I don't, it's on like. In your case, like if if that was the th- or I guess whatever, uh, I, I just like that. Their th- their thing is that that's racism, and like it doesn't feel like racism. It feels like regular that like the bosses connect with some people, and because the bosses have a lot of power, like the their personal connections, uh, you know, like their uh, feelings about people end up mattering a giant amount, and like. A lot of those things are driven by actual talent. Some of them are driven by the quirks of the bosses. And, like, I don't, you know, I mean, I I would love a workplace where, like, things were less like that. And I think that unions can help with that sort of thing. But at the end of the day, they're people. And, you know, people have strong connections with some people and not so strong connections with other ones. And it's kind of how it goes. Yeah, Uh, I mean, I think the more tangible thing is just being not only against, but aggressively against unionizing in a way that makes people feel uh, uncomfortable by even mentioning it or by being in support of it. That's a more tangible thing than, well, he liked this person, she liked this person, but they didn't like this person. I mean, that's, as you said, uh, a union can help uh, keep those things from becoming just it viewed as personal assessments, but that's a way more tangible thing than, well, I think he was mean to this person because of this and not mean to this person because of that. It's a very tough thing to put your finger on. Yeah. Yeah. No, I mean, at the point, the truth, he's telling the guy that he's a piece of shit for, uh, for agitating for the union. Like she's a piece of shit. Unacceptable. Yeah. But looking at, one of my coworkers is getting preferential treatment from the bosses and I am not. And like, you know, I mean, like, I, I guess you would have to ask at some point, like if, if this occurs over and over, over the course of several decades and every single time the preferential treatment is going to the white person and every single time it's not going to the equally talented people of color, like that, that sucks. Right. And it's not okay. But it just the uh, I'm I'm uncomfortable. I'm I'm certainly not like with the Bon Appetit one. Not so much the Gimlet one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I'm 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 I'm. But yeah, I'm talking mainly about the Bon Appetit yeah. situation. And I mean, like, it is the case that like that that editor I, he doesn't like do me any favors. Like, he had a, a racist Halloween costume that was like used okay. to burnish this. Uh, you know, he is a racist kind of thing. Um, so, like, maybe he was a racist. But, like, I, I just, I, I feel like it, we talk plenty that there's, we need more words. I, I, I'm starting to think that, like, English as a language is just, like, not sufficiently, uh, it doesn't have enough words in it. Maybe just can't keep up with how complicated life is <laughs> as it, and it becoming more so in a yeah. pretty direct way. But just, you know, like you think of like uh, the the people who uh, intentionally uh, caused flat tires and the freedom rides so that they could burn the bus with all the people on it. And a guy who uh, thinks Allison Roman's doing a great job, but doesn't have a strong opinion about her Asian and black sure. coworkers. That we use the same word for both of those people is obviously a failing. They're not remotely similar. Um, I've always agreed. But so uh, you the the final thing that I wanted to talk about, like the the large episode, I would say easily the strongest part of the podcast. That like really, I, I don't know. We're we've been going for an hour and it's a three minute clip, so I don't really want to play it. Um, 
So I would just encourage everyone to go and listen themselves. It's in the uh, the first episode of the uh, the Test Kitchen series. There is a an Asian writer, Taiwanese writer, who says that uh, she pitched a soup dumpling recipe and was turned down. And the white editor was like, "You know, it'd be good for you, lasagna." And she's like, "You know." I can make lasagna, but like, that's not what I want You know, like, it's not what I'm here for. That's not the best use of my talents. Like, you know, I, I've like, can do this amazing thing. And like, you want me to do, you know, fucking lasagna. Um, and then someone else like a year later, uh, had like a, a white person doing like that soup dumpling recipe, like that soup dumpling recipe ran. <laughs> but like it wasn't her. Yeah. Um, well, that's a pretty straightforward one right there. Well, you know, you say that there's more, but, uh, the, the, the most powerful part of it is just, you know, she talks about it. Um, and she's kind of like, you know, what can you do? Uh, and is like, you know, but I've, I've moved on. I'm doing, my, you know, I'm just trying to live my best life. And truthy kind of stops her and is like, I hear you say that, but like the way you're saying it, like it's clear that that's not how you feel. And she like really starts to break down at that point to be like, yeah, you know what? It fucking rips me up. And it's, it's an extremely raw moment. Uh, and it's, uh, it's tough, but I don't know. Like they, they then run a thing where they're like, we talked to the people at Bon Appetit, uh, you know, the, that, whole recipe thing like that was another editor that assigned it who like didn't have anything to do with like that they are making what appears to be a somewhat credible claim that like this is a coincidence like it's the person who assigned the thing the soup dumpling recipe uh at the time whenever this other woman had already moved on from the company like just didn't know any you know like had no idea yeah but it's one of those deals where when you've got all this other stuff, any small like thing that might be a mistake or a coincidence gets put in the in the frame. Yeah, so as I part of the larger picture and makes it a lot worse. I kind of look at like th- this to me is an example of something I've been thinking about a lot lately, which is that you know our our brains are taking in far more details that can be processed by the top level at at all times, and we're always trying to shape things into stories like that's that's how we live through the world that's how we process the world you know like that that's just how our life like we we look at our lives all of our lives as you know a movie a story you know something that's you know you got the beginning at birth and the and and a lot of times it's just in reality like the the plain reality is things are happening there is no deeper meaning there is no story occurring the times that you can like shape things into a story that's like just luck you know yeah um and so I, I think that what's occurring here is like, you know, her brain is doing that process the way that we all do. Probably uh, it experienced some other types of um, racist or prejudice before. Sure. Actual ones. And like if I pitched that and then like saw someone else write it a short time later, I would be fucking furious. But like it's got no real relation to like the actual thing that happened. Um, There's and, just no way to break that, though. And, and you I can would, try to be aware of it, but that's about the best you can do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, uh, so I don't, I don't like. I just think it's worth commenting, like that. It it certainly looks to me like no one's really like. I I I don't think that you can make. I mean, the lady who said like, "How about lasagna?" like seems like a dummy, but uh, I don't think anyone's committing racism in this story, in my opinion. But here's what I would say to like address. You know, the obvious questions raised by listening to the things that the woman said and the way she's saying them is that I think it is entirely unacceptable to create a situation where she can feel that way. Like, where even if she's mistaken about, like, the details and sequence of events, like, exactly what you're saying, of, like, you have primed her to think that this is a possibility as a result of the things that you have done. And if you hear her voice, you have to know that you should have done something different leading up to that point to prevent this situation from occurring. 
Like, you know, if, if the only thing that had happened is like someone else had done this recipe, I don't think that she, that it would be like this. You know, right. it's like you, you consistently reinforce the message to her that she was not valued. And then like, you know, you had this straw that broke the camel's back. Like, and so even if she's wrong, like, even if it, it turns out there was no straw, like, uh, the camel's back is still broken. It's a big fucking problem. You yeah. know? Yeah. And then the last thing is just as much as I love lasagna, I would never, ever, ever choose to eat lasagna over soup dumplings. Oh, yeah, of course not. Just never. Yeah. No, and, soup you know, dumplings fucking dope. It's one of those deals, you know, like when you talk about uh, La Nueva, I mean, look, if you grew up making the soup dumplings and that's like a family thing, you're Taiwanese, I really want to try those soup dumplings. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The only, you know, the best dumplings I've ever had in my life uh, were in Hong Kong. And uh, it was uh, a, a very stressful situation uh-huh. because I was probably the only person in there that only spoke English. Yeah. Best dumplings I've ever had in my life. Yeah. Now, th- another thing that they that reported on. That doesn't mean on. you can't make lasagna too. Yeah. But I'm pretty interested in your dumpling recipe. But maybe that's maybe that's offensive or at least like uh, pigeonholing somebody in a way that they would say, well, what? You only, you're only going to let me make things that are uh, indigenous to my culture or my upbringing that can get dicey too yeah i think their big thing was that there was way too many fucking recipes that were asian recipes written by white people yeah uh which seems like you know i'm not saying the whites can't have a single good recipe but like whenever you're looking at the whole thing and it's like ah this is a bad pattern and that they would uh the the you know like where you're kind of like nodding at you could do this the wrong way i some of them definitely did like there was an editor at one point that was like this must be pretty easy for you, a Mexican making Mexican food. Yeah. You know, like it just d- directly said that. Like, it's like, Jesus Christ, dude. No, it's about as hard for me as it is for you. Like, what I'm doing is just as complicated as what you're doing. Like, shut up. I mean, to be fair, though, like one of your wife's biggest hits on the internet was whenever she, a person of Mexican descent, recreated an item actually called a Mexican pizza. Yeah, a classic dish yeah. of, of her, her family's <laughs> her heritage. Yeah. <laughs> All right, good times. We'll see you tomorrow. That's it for tonight. The high school special is next, so until tomorrow. For everyone who's been a part of this one, I'm TC and Jake. We do thank you for watching. Good night.